The big night of the Superdome is almost here, and this man going after the NWA World Heavyweight title, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes with the Baby Doll. You know, Tony Schiavone, Nature Boy, Ric Flair's days are number Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Tower power, the whole wrestling world throughout the universe's eyes are focused in on New Orleans, Louisiana, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Whether he makes it there or not is not my concern. The thing is, the American Dream Dusty Rose will be there. Also, in New Orleans, Louisiana, tomorrow, you're going to have your opportunity, I'm Anderson, to try to get done what nobody's been done. Laid me out right there before many times, laid up, bad leg, bad ankle, still came back. Ole Anderson is yet to reappear on this television nationwide and make his statement about why he was laid out. Has yet to reappear. Charlie Blackjack running around the national heavyweight title, knowing that Dusty Rose, the American Dream, holds all the cards. Nobody in the world, nobody in the country, nobody anywhere, any place, anytime, anyhow, doesn't like the American Dream, Dusty Rose. Let me tell you something, Double A Line Anderson. Remember that the top five Dusty Rhodes is here, walking with the most beautiful lady in the world. Every time we walk down that aisle, she looks so sweet. Marilyn Monroe up there in that great hundred grand in the sky, looked down and said, Only one was made like me. And not since Marilyn Monroe has there been a beautiful woman like Baby Doll. Got that bosom just as beautiful as can be going down there. Like two, two great pyramids in Egypt, Jack. And Dusty Rhodes in Dream is proud as punch. Double A, Anderson, prepare yourself for a broken jaw, broken leg, and a broken heart. Because broken hearts are dished out by Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Daily, whether it be man, woman, or child, beast that crawls this earth, broken hearts are handed out by Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Titles are dictated by Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, and life is dictated by Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, because the American dream lives in this country. I have no equal. I have only one thing, the greatest sports attractor in the country today, the greatest revenue producing revenue product of the Ted Turner Super Saiyan throughout this country is Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. I like to say hello to my mama in Houston, Texas, and Dusty is so good today, and what's going to happen in New Orleans? Well, I'll tell you what, Dusty. You know, you've got a lot of work to do in New Orleans the week before the tournament. We have a lot of personal appearances to make. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you that week off. I will make all of your appearances for you. I will make them in grand style. And whenever you fly in that Saturday morning of the tournament, I will have our personal stretch limo waiting for your Learjet at the airport hey, for you. Hey, in the words of that awesome Rick Flat. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Go to the the big. This is Dan Spivey, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwback with Phil and Jay and that pain in the ass chocolate. What this network needs, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live, live from Shaolin, Staten Island, New York City. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy. On Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
He's 30 years old already. This went to Sebastian. Well, he was probably still a kid then, but he's super fucking talented. And by the way, little known fact about Sebastian Bach, if he was around today, Tabor would have a huge crush on him. Yeah? She, I watched a video. I was watching and listening to something in the house, <coughs> and I was listening to, you know, uh, Skid Row like I ought to do. <laughs> and she's like, who is that? I was like, oh, that's uh, Sebastian Bach. And I told him how he could tie his dick into a knot, and oh, yeah, she's yeah. instantly... Head over heels. About oh, because he's got long hand, a big hammer. I think it's. I think it's a mixture. I think. I think it reminds reminds her of him, of me, of you. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. I was just gonna say the dick of the hair are both. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four hundred nine of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We're live on the Rant Rant EM Radio Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media. I am Phil. I'm Jay. And uh, we're live and uh, a little early tonight. A little early. Just felt like starting early. You know, it's uh. Get the weekend started. We had know? a night. We had a nice dinner. It was candle lit. It was beautiful. It was candle lit. Yeah, the ca- <laughs> it was camera lit. By the way, <laughs> so I, uh, I was, I was, I caught like a little cold this, uh, this week, and like Wednesday afternoon, I was getting like uh, at work, I was getting like lightheaded and the scratchy throat. So Thursday, I tapped out. Oh shit! And I had just put in for like, uh, you know. I got the delivery from Amazon. I got we got a, a little bit of an upgrade for the equipment. I got some wires and I got another power strip for the f- uh, USB strip for the for the for the Mac. And because uh, I'm sick and tired of fucking skipping and stuff <laughs> like that, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, we're starting early, Mary. It's a little early. Jay's got work tomorrow, and I just felt like starting early. Um, so Jay's got to be up at the crack of ass tomorrow. So I'm gonna I want to try to get him out of here as soon yeah. as possible. So um, so yeah, so like yesterday I um. So Jay buys this fucking camera a couple of months ago, right? <clears throat> Has no idea what he's buying. No idea. Doesn't tell me he's buying it because normally he when he's when he's when he J, J, uh, let, let's break the fourth wall here. Jay's not tech savvy, yeah. right? So every time he goes to make a purchase, he'll 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 you know talk to one of us first. Hey Phil, hey Choppy, hey so and so, I'm gonna buy this or or shout out to Mike Miller. Mike's one of our one of our tech guys too. Yeah. And and or Rob, anybody, I'm looking to buy you know this. He just buys this. Gazillion dollar fucking camera, and we can't work it. <laughs> What's up, Mike? <laughs> Jay is a is a punk ass bi- biatch. That's not nice. Trophy whores, in effect. <laughs> As we speak about Mike Miller, you can listen to Trophy whores. They're doing some good things over there. Um, so Jay buys this camera. I have no idea how to fucking work it. It sits in my in my in my in my equipment drawer for like a good four months. Yeah. So finally, I go on YouTube and I just start. How do I do this? There's got to be a way I can connect it just to have a better better um, quality of, of video because this thing does put out some good video. Mm-hmm. So it's basically made to go wireless. I don't want it to go wireless because I want to sit here with my fucking phone and control from the app, right? It does screw into my to my tripod, though, and you can wire it. So I got, I got a long enough wire for it, and I just made a couple of adjustments, and I plugged it in, and, and guess what? It works. So if the video is a little clearer today... You could thank uh, this Mevo gimmick yeah. that we have. You, uh, yeah, I, I went, I went rogue, and you went rogue, yeah. And I figured I'd buy it. I think it was the, you know, like I said, the show in mind, and you know that's what we kept saying that we, you know, <coughs> as the weeks progressed, we're, we're trying new things, we're trying to figure out, yeah, you know, tech savvy. And thank God, thank God, Phil's got, you know, he's got that unlocked because. You know, I I came here and he's like, oh, I I you know he, he said I, I I did something. I was like, all right, cool. So I got here a little bit earlier today, yeah. 
and he showed me, and I and the only thing I could keep saying was like, that is fucking cool. <laughs> it actually does look good. Yeah, because you can actually go on. There's an app. I put the ad. There's an app on the Mac, and you can put an app on the phone. We can actually control the screen of how we want it. So that I did like a, a close up, so we could see both Jay and myself, not from a, a you know a mile away. Di- yeah, not from a distance. Because the room's not that big; it's a one bedroom apartment. So sometimes that other camera seems like we're like two <laughs> rooms away. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I don't know how it sounds, you guys. I just I tweaked the audio a little bit and I tweaked the video a little bit. So here we are. And uh, so as as always, we say we are you know f- episode four oh nine. That's right. Still a progress, uh, work in progress. Still a work in progress. Still, so. still the uh, recognized symbol of excellence in sports, entertainment, broadcasting. Stay, uh, for stay almost, tuned. For almost nine years now. Um, so yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, so I like I said, I was getting over. I'm getting over this cold. Not even a cold. It's just like an annoyance. You probably was, just run down. I w- that, that's exactly. It. I was more tired than anything. So I just stayed in bed yesterday. Like I veg until I got this equipment, and I sat here for like an hour, and I fucked with it, and went right back to bed again. I was like, all right, and I you know watched a little wrestling, and I watched uh, uh, what I, I watched Billy Bats because it's the fifty first anniversary yeah. of Billy Bats getting whacked. <laughs> it's also the uh, anniversary of Dusty Rhodes' passing. Yeah. Uh, so I play open up with a with how can you not open up with a Dusty promo? Yeah. And we have several Dusty Rhodes fucking sound bites here. So. You know. Oh wow, we got a mess here. Look at this barbecue. <laughs> and we got this one. Wow. That's Matt Squires' favorite. Yep. So let's get fucking like a monkey. How about this one? If they had to a lady, I'd come closer to tipping it to a Jezebel down on the street. If you put your hand on this $150 lid, I'll slap them lips on the side of your face. And of course, my favorite. You like this hat? Sure do. You better like this hat. That's no lie. Uh, it's this. I was watching something the other day. Really, <clears throat> really quick. Excuse me. And, uh. You know, I even showed it to the queen. I, I was like, look at this. Look, look at this guy just talking. Like, it's just, it's entertainment just listening to him talk. Mike says, Jay making a tech purchase by himself is scary. Yeah. Yeah, we normally don't allow it, Mike. <laughs> we normally tell Jay to let us know first, to let us know if, uh, you know, because, you know, his, his, his intent is awesome. Jay's one of the most giving per- people you know, but in the same breath, you know, now I now I have to clean up the mess because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I'm good to an extent, as uh, Amber Rose just fucking diamond cuts Puerto Rican China from the top rope. Yeah. Um, but that's Raquel good. Gonzalez. Right, that's gonna be a good. That's match. gonna be a good match. We'll we'll preview NXT's pay per view uh, before we head to the, the throwback this evening. I'm excited for, it, by the way. Yeah, we're good. This is gonna be. We'll have a fun night tonight, and uh, just a, just a schedule thing. Next week, we're not gonna be live. We'll be live to tape. Uh, I'm stepping out for Dad's Day weekend, and um, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I remember, I remember you telling me weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try to see Hammer for his birthday because Hammer's birthday is Sunday, but I don't think he's gonna be around. So I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to hook up with Hammer next week. And uh, he had his confirmation on Sunday, and I just can't get over how big he's gotten. <laughs> Like, he was here last week, and uh, we're hanging out. I told Jay, I'm like, Jay, he wears a size 12 sneaker now. It's like, <laughs> I wore a size 13 when I was his age. Yeah. Um, and I went up one size before I was 16. But I was talking to his dad. I'm like, I said, dude. I, I, now, because his dad's like 6'2". You yeah. know, Big Mike is like 6'2". 
and we had a dinner for him, a brunch for him at the manor after after the ceremony, after the, after the church. So it's 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 a, it's his family, it's his mom and her family, right? And uh, Steph and I with the baby, and you know, and we're, we're all hanging out, and then like. I, I just looked at him, dude, and, like, m- I just saw the last decade flash in front yeah. of my eyes. Like, you know, I went from wiping his ass. He used to come out and like, feel white me, please. He's like, <laughs> you know, he was, like, two and a half, three years old. Yeah. Um, To, like, you know, now he's going to high school. And uh, he's such a good kid, and he's such a smart wrestling fan. So yeah. it's, like, it's so much. He's, like, it's, like, having a, a um, you know, like a, a Padawan, you know. <laughs> I, I molded him, you know. But uh, Hammer, if you're listening, happy birthday, early birthday. I love you. I'll do. I I'm, I would do. N- I would do anything for you in this world, and uh, I want you to know that you're one of my inspirations to this podcast. So thank you, and uh, I'll see you soon, buddy. And uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, man. Sunday, the big one four. So um, what else is going on? So yeah, man. So like I said, I, I was battling this cold, and I got and I got my balls twisted about Jay's fucking, you know. A very expensive camera just sitting here. Get get early, get here early so we can, you know, just chip away at it. I, I you know, I, I'm somebody. I believe, I believe in small victories, and and I said it to Phil when when he told me about this. I was like, this is a small victory that we needed, and you know, because once again, you know, as as a DIY, <laughs> you know, show. You know, you you need you need stuff like that. And to me, I'm I, life's all about small victories. And uh, me coming here early just happened to coincide. I got we got here. And I was like, oh shit. Well, well, you know, without even me knowing, Phil Phil jumped ahead and did what I wanted to happen. So I I appreciate you. Um, the the whole small victory thing is is a wonderful way of looking at it because yeah. I, I have zero patience, <laughs> and I I don't and I and I used to have all the patience in the world and now I don't and I feel terrible because there are times where, listen, it took me two weeks to put this fucking entertainment center together. Yeah, because I would get frustrated and walk away from it. You know, um, I have some kind of learning disability of some sort. I was never diagnosed with it, so sometimes I get discouraged and I have like this ADHD thing and I walk away from shit and come back to it. But you, s- you mentioned DIY. Everything we do is DIY at this point. You know, this, this, this podcast yeah. is DIY. So everything we do, and I have to, and I have to approach that as a small victory. Like I, I did two small victories this week. I replaced uh, a, a piece of equipment that I thought that could, you know, need an upgrade, and uh, without replacing the whole computer, which is which I want, which is what I want to do, and also the camera. You know, mm-hmm. the camera's going to help out and. I eventually want to get a regular camera for the show. Yeah, that'll be like a backup camera or the, or the camera that we use. Like you said, we'll have. Well, Jay's got an idea what he wants to. Jay has a vision. Maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll trial run it for the for the anniversary show. Yeah, because we're gonna have a big space in the anniversary show. We're gonna have a huge basement. So maybe we'll do that and we'll and we'll try Jay's uh Jay's idea. We'll keep it on under wraps until we do it. Yeah, um, like like I said, and 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 to me, I I, I think because uh, you know we all get wrapped up in in everything and. You know, a, a lot of times you, you, you get caught up in the negatives, but you don't realize that you a, a lot of this stuff, a lot of these people that, you know, get somewhere, it's it, nothing comes easy. Nothing, and, and, and I realize that, I've, and I more so realize that now uh, as I've gotten older. But, you know, to me, and, and the queen always says it, she, she, she says that about me, is that how... I can't 
not that I quit easily. I don't I, re- I don't really quit easily, <clears throat> but the 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 fact that I could just keep trying something again and again until it works, you know, or until you figure out a way to to do it is probably more accurate. Right. You know, but um cuz cuz we tried the camera and that that night we were defeated and then we ca- we kind of revisited it really quick <coughs> and then we couldn't figure it out and then we kind of just let it let it lie and you know so kudos to f- to Phil for literally just grabbing that by the horns and 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 making it its bitch so yeah i just i was just sick <laughs> i was sick and tired of cleaning up the, the after the show and putting all the stuff away and then look i kept looking at that box i'm like i got to do something man and finally me just sitting home you know vegging out it's I all time yeah, so you know, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I did, and then uh, just getting ready for the anniversary show. Uh, we have uh, just we're gonna have fun, man. We're going to Philly the next day. I don't. Are you going to Philly? Are you? I I I want to say yes. I I'm, I I seen I seen the things today. I was looking again today at July tenth, and uh, I want to say yes. I don't think I have anything going on. So all right, cool. So uh, we're gonna have a lot of heads going down to that. Speaking of uh, events, uh, the world is opening up again. You know, they made the announcement of uh, SummerSlam being in, in in Vegas this year. And and there's there's scuttlebutt. You know, I think I, I think it's a good segue. There's a little scuttlebutt about uh, the the one of the big four coming to New York City, which which will be Takeover Club. Uh, ex- we'll be, we'll be we'll be we will be going to Survivor Series if it's coming to Brooklyn. If it comes to Brooklyn, we yeah, have to we go. We have to go. We have to go. Uh, we are gonna try to go to um AW in September. Mm-hmm. There's like thirty bucks a ticket right now in in, Ju- in Jersey. It's twenty minutes from the house. Uh, I don't see why we shouldn't. I know I know Hammer wants to go. Yeah, I talked to Rob and Lane. They probably want to go. Yeah, maybe we, we maybe try to drag Choppy. I know it's a work night, but we'll try to drag Choppy out. So good good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're g- the world is opening up again. I'm very excited. The MLW card that we just talk- spoke about in Philly, it's going to be full capacity. Yeah. So this is the first time in 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 a year I went I went out yesterday. I went out yesterday for an hour to get some cold medicine and to do something. And uh, a matter of fact, I was by your old house last night. Oh no shit! There's a VFW post next to your cousin's house. Yes, Knights of Columbus. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a party going on over there, and I was asked to come with Steph to go check it out. Um, and I was like, I pulled up and I was like, oh shit, this is where Jay lives. <laughs> Jay, this is Lisa's house. <laughs> so, yep. shout out to Lisa. Um, so it was like, all right, so um, it is what it is. But there's so many things going on. It's like, all right, so we have we have the party plan and and you know, all this other shit. Um, I'm excited because um, we have all this material we want to talk. We, we Jay and I were doing on a, tin, a tin, you know, a synopsis for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be at least one weekend a month in t- from now till September that we won't be live. Um, I decided to take some mental, yeah, mental breaks for myself. Like I'm going on a little road trip by myself, going another place by myself probably, just to uh, get my shit right, you know. And uh, you know, just uh, but we're, we're gonna have content. We'll we're gonna re- we'll pre-record. We have stuff going on. It's not a big deal. We already have next week's uh, next week's throwbacks will be really fun. Yeah. And uh, we're already gonna re- we're gonna pre-record that probably the Sunday. Yeah. We we it was funny. We mentioned it in passing, and then I I, I sent it to Phil yeah. last week. Yeah. And uh, 
I thought it was I thought it was such a good idea, so I was I, I can't wait to kind of like dive into that. That's right. So, yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, what's cool about? Hold on a second. Am I getting messages here? Oh, my cousin Richie. Oh, Richie's at a um a b boy convention in Miami, Florida. Hey now. So a b boy convention. Yeah. Um, he sent me pictures, but I'm like, he knows I'm like world casting. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I love you, Richie. Anybody see Richie? Let me, let me, uh, hold on, let me fucking check. Let me, even though Shaylin's not here, I'm, I'm not gonna play his. But anybody see Richie? Anybody see Richie? <laughs> so, um, right. So we're gonna, we're gonna be doing all right as Karen Cross takes out the world over here. You know, um. Yeah, so things are starting to happen. The world's starting to open up, and we're just, you know, now everybody's making it, you know. But this was the first time in a year I actually got to go into a store with no mask on. Yeah, fully fully vaxxed. If you're fully vaxxed. Vax life. And you're still getting dirty looks, but you're like, you know what? It's, you know, I'm 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 not a small person, so if I have to, like, exert myself with the mask on, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it, but if I don't have to, I don't have to. Um, But... It is what it is. What else is going on? Um, so, like I said, so hopefully some uh, Survivor Series coming, coming here. WWE, you know, c- you know, funny enough, doesn't have they're they're getting back on tour in July. They they're already cutting commercials and they released schedule and and nothing in the Northeast, which I find peculiar. I really do find that peculiar. I don't because the rest of the world is opening up quicker than we are. Yeah, I I know, but I just like y- you know you look at that and you just go shit. You're you know you're a northeast based company and you know all this stuff and no um no no thing nothing yet up here, which does leave um Survivor Series wide open. Now, Phil, in your in your vast knowledge. Has there been a Survivor Series in New York City? Yeah, 2011. 2011 was, I was in. I was here. I was, was there for that. Me, my nephew Brandon. That, w- that was CM Punk. Um, that was the Miz and the Miz and All Truth versus Rock and Cena, I believe. Ah, yes, yes. That yes, was yes. when I uh, do remember that. And then that was <laughs> Punk coming out with the H2O shirt. Yes. Uh, jacket, whatever it was. Um, that was him and out. I think Del Rio. I forget who it was, but the 2011 was the last. And summer. that was at the Garden or. Mm-hmm. 97. That was the debut of The Rock. 96. 96. I'm it sorry. was 96. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That You're was right. the de- de- debut of The Rock. Bret Hart, Bret Hart, um, Stone Cold, which I'll, we'll touch on later uh, with the throwback for this year. But yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yes, there was a few of them in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was not the first one. Well, hopefully, like you said, especially if it comes to Brooklyn, which would be fun. You know. Yeah. I mean, I know WWE has not been the greatest uh, attraction in the last several years. But anytime you can – you have to understand something. When it, when it comes here to New York, it's special because this was home base for WWF, WWE for, for since, the, you know, since the 60s. Mm-hmm. So especially the Garden. The Garden now – and they do, it, they do it now in Brooklyn because the rent is cheaper. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it's still New York City, and it's like – I hate to sound biased, but it's like, you know – there's nothing like wrestling in the garden or wrestling at the old 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 the old Omni or the old Scope in Virginia or the yeah. or the or the Chase in St. Louis past the Sedell can, can you know attend attend to that, but you know I think it's um 
it's important that I I try to go. Yeah. You know, like the last WWF live show I was at was the anniversary show for yeah, Raw. Yeah, when we went to Raw, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you and I went to Raw. Then yeah, that, that before so that, before that, I was the chairs that was sitting on. Yeah. Those are the two the two last events I was at. So, I mean, I was at some amazing shows at the Garden. Um, so, I mean, I can't... And, that, and that's what I mean, especially, you know, coming into the show. Like, I, I don't... I've never gone to enough um, wrestling shows. I just never... You know, as a fan... I always told Phil this. Like I was a guy that I never really watched with anybody. I just watched. I always watched by myself, and it yeah. wasn't for <coughs> any other reason other than that you know nobody really in my circle really kind of watched. Right, right, right. You know, right, right, so right, right. so like this, 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 you know, this opportunity to kind of go out and you know, for lack of a better word, geek out and you know for the for, for the night, you know, do this. Like, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. You know, so. Yeah, anytime Takeover Club can, uh, can <laughs> do something. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, the boys. Uh, it's it's just an excuse to see the boys too. And we make a night of it too. We go out to eat. You know, we uh, get together. We take p- plenty of cool pictures, as you can see on the wall. We that's, that's the best pic I took. Yeah. Nick German's talking about coming up from Maryland. Yeah, that'd so be that'd, that'd be, be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a whole lot of. If fun. If it's a big event, we get a couple of countries coming in. Yeah. Our boy Muzz from from Scotland. You know, some of our British boys might be coming in, you know, some so it's like it's it's a good time and anytime you get together for a wrestling show though, it's a good time. So I mean I'm excited. So hopefully I you agree. can do that. What else is on the uh, docket there? Uh well we did we talked about NXT. We just finished watching NXT. Yeah. Um there's no AEW's tonight, I believe. AEW again being uh postponed due to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Look again, if you have not been watching hockey playoffs, <laughs> Even if you're a casual fan, and I say this every single year, and no one believes me, but if you, my bracket imploded yesterday. <laughs> Both my Stanley Cup uh, finalists were eliminated in 48 hours. The Islanders knocked off the Bruins, and the Vegas Golden Knights of all teams yeah. knocked off the um, the Colorado Avalanche, who I picked to win the cup totally. Mm. So it's been an amazing. I've been coming home and just falling asleep with the TV on of yeah. just hockey. Uh, yeah, NBA playoffs is big. And the thing with the with the ratings, guys, don't get your panties in a bunch, please. Oh well, you know, look, the ratings are so low. Who gives a shit? You're not up against anything. Like it's like even on uh, even at this point, uh, NXT has moved to Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Impact is on Thursdays. You're the only show in town. When you go back to Wednesdays, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Who really gives a shit, honestly? Yeah, it is. It is like, it is especially nowadays, where you know, full transparency. Like, I, I I watch my stuff online for you know for for the most part because of um, convenience. You know, well, I um, it's the really I, I you know with with life and 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 everything. Like, it just there's not as much time as there used to be. You know, to me now having it. You know, at your fingertips, literally and physically, you know, or figuratively, I should say, um, it is easier and a little bit more convenient. So let's say let's say hello to Shaylin. Fuck you. Shaylin's like, what the fuck are these guys doing on already? <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. We started a little early. I'm not feeling too well, and uh, and Jay has to go to work tomorrow, so we started like a couple minutes early. Um, and thank you for putting his face on Rico Suave. Jay let his hair down just for you, just man. Just for you, Squires. Just for you, let his hair. Heel, heel hair. 
heel heel. I oh, I think I think they found the name of the, the, the episode tonight. <laughs> Jay's got more references about his hair on on, on some of the names of the sh- uh, the titles of the show so far. I think it's insane. Rico <laughs> Suave J. Rico Suave J. I love it. Oh, I love it. Um, amazing. All right, so let's preview um NXT in your in your his house. We uh like I said, we just got done finished watching NXT. Um huge fan of LA Knight. I the only thing once again, I get nitpicky. Uh, he should he, he should stay Eli Young. Dummy. Eli, yeah. Eli uh Eli Drake. Yeah. Eli Young's a country band. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> They uh, but God fucking damn, what a great character he is, and there's just small hints of that. Just like when he, the way that he talks, the way that he just sarcastically says something, the oh, great. Even to me, if he just says, yeah, 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 let me talk to you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's insane. I dude. think it's so good. So um, you know, and the stuff with Ted DiBiase, I, I I said it to Phil when we were watching it. I guess he isn't in that much legal trouble. If he's if he's or unless they're giving him a bone and like stop here's some of your legal fees. Stop reading the dirt sheets. Man. Ah, dude, I I don't know, man. Stop dirt cheating. <coughs> eh, stop dirt cheating. Stop dirt cheating. All right, uh, winner takes all six man tag title match. NXT North American title and the tag team titles are up for up for grabs. Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legato Date. I'm sorry, Legato Del Fantasma. Is I, am I saying that right? Yep. Escobar, Wild, and Mendoza. Uh, Puerto Rican China, as Choppy would say, Raquel Gonzalez. Well, who well, who are we picking for? Oh, the, I'm sorry, yeah. we're we picking winners. Yeah. Um, I don't see Bronson Reed and MSK losing yet. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, um, although, although I like to see uh, Dirt Cheat J. <laughs> What's up, Georgie? I do like to see. Uh, I I can't think of it. Escobar with the with the North American title. I think in due time. I don't think he needs it yet. Let 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 Bronson Reed. Mar- marinate, now. yeah, let him marinate. Uh, but yeah, winner takes all. I love the concept. Yeah, it's I fun. love. I like that idea. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the, yeah. the, the title stay where with their rifle owners for right yeah. now. <laughs> all right. Um, Puerto Rican China um, defends the women's championship against Ember Moon. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is not losing yet. No, not yet. Uh, I love Ember Moon, by the way. I love her. Uh, is she all the way live? Jay? She's all the way live. Speaking of all the way, wi- all the way live, Jay, um, <laughs> Jay went to the, Jay tell oh, me. I got to tell the story. Go ahead. Tell the story about you going to the beach. So I go to the beach on Sunday. By the way, hot, hot as fuck. It's like, ni- it was almost 100 degrees last weekend. And, um, and I took the motorcycle down, which was a beautiful ride down. And on, Wait, on what the beach ride did home. you go to? Asbury Park, my cousin. No Bruce Springsteen sighting. Thank God. I, was up, I was upset. I just hurt myself doing that. By um, but uh, this is uh, this is going to be Jay's only fashion note of the year. Apparently, I never gotten a memo, and uh, thongs are in, and just on wow. girls. Yeah, just on girls. I didn't see any dudes with thongs. Wow. But uh. Holy shit! They, they they were all over the place to the point. Ooh, wow, we to, got a mess here. Look at this barbecue. To to the point of like I, I'm looking at the queen like, you're not wearing yours. Like I, I don't understand. Like what? Like how does a trend start like that? Like it was like and it was all shapes, sizes, colors. It didn't matter. There was no. Everybody had thongs on, and I was I was looking like, woo, hey now. And some of them, 
were deservingly so, and then some of them they were just like, I, I guess they want new tan lines. Man wants you to imitate the Don Corleone. I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> you come to me on my daughter's birth, on my daughter, my daughter's <laughs> wedding day. The day of your daughter's wedding. The day of your daughter's wedding, you ask me for a favor. <laughs> But it felt I felt like I was watching MTV uh, Spring Break like 2001, 2002. Like there was so many songs I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was like, apparently this is a trend this year. So I, I I'm calling it now. I've seen it. it the wave the wave of uh, of summer 2021 is gonna be uh, thongs. Thongs are in. You think so? Uh, yeah. That's gonna be, it's it's like it's like the late 90s all over again. What's going on? Oh, what's, hold on a second. <coughs> you know so, but. Oh. Hold on. This thing right here. Ha! <laughs> Just letting all the ladies know. Yeah, Cisco. Cisco's about twenty well, years too about. early. You know, living that, living the via I, could, I couldn't believe it. Was she all the way alive, Jay? Oh, there was a lot. Did she have dumps like a truck? Yeah. There was a few of them. I was like, whoa. I was, and I was fight. I was fighting the queen. You fighting the queen? I don't want to. I don't want to go. I'm not a beach guy. Look at me. I'm not a beach guy either. I'm fair skinned. And uh, but Jay, she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like what, what, what? It was. It was. Some of them, I was like, whoa. But it was pretty impressive. So I'm calling it now. Songs are in again. Get your turnbuckle throwbacks, banana hammock, and wrestling tees. Yes. Oh, we gotta do it. We gotta get on. The, we gotta get on the crest of this wave. That's it. Tapes, tapes. You're, you're modeling the thong, the TBTB the thong. Wow. <laughs> I don't think Tapes will do that. Nah, she would. Oh, Although she, she did say she she did say she's gonna get one, so I'm holding it. But to that's it. for you, silly goose. Nah, she said at the beach. I was like, let's do it. No tan. She's perfectly brown. When I anyway. go to the beach, people try to push me back in the water. <laughs> Matt's, <laughs> Matt says. It's fucked up. That's so messed That's up. That's messed up, man. Yeah, so it oh, was fun. Oh, man. Oh, man. But anyway. uh, so where were we? Uh, oh, yes. Puerto Rican China. Yes. So um, Raquel Gonzalez. I love Ember Moon, uh, but I don't see it. I don't see it happening just yet. So Mercedes Martinez against Zia Lee. Uh, I, I, I tell you, I was really excited to see, um, you know, they, they had a really good pull apart brawl. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is just a she's just a monster. Uh, I don't know, man. Zia Lee's coming in with a lot with a lot of momentum. And I love that whole I love the the, the scary chick, <laughs> whatever, the kabuki chick, whatever the fuck her name is. Kabuki. Are you in the Thathon <laughs> or Thulja? So I think you're an errand boy, my man. Yeah. Um, her name is Mi Ying. Is that who you talking about? Yeah, Mi Ying. Mi Ying, the scary, the scary, scary board. People the hate grudge. I call it the grudge. People are hating on fucking Asians. They need to chill out with yeah. that. <laughs> it's <laughs> a race to hate. Not everybody's mean. They uh, but I I love what they're doing with that. So Zia Lee to me for the win. Zia Lee for the win. Me too. Um, Jay, your next match. Is for the million dollar championship I'm ladder match. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Let me talk to you, L.A. Knight. Dummy. Yeah. Oh. For the million dollar championship going up against Cameron Grimes. I, I tell you, you know what, man? I, I like Cameron Grimes, too. He's that he's he's annoying as as fuck. And that's his point, And he get, and he gets it. He so I like what he's doing. I like the GameStop thing. I like how he got his money. Ted DiBiase looks great. 
I think I still think he's in a shitload of legal trouble. I think WWE's just giving him a paycheck to pay for legal fees. Um, but L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight is a star. Give this guy the fucking belt. Let's say hello to Mr. Domingo. Doing flips and shit. Rob says, uh, Zia is thick. She is thick. T-H-I-C-C. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what Rob just put, too. That's how they say it. She had dumps. It's with a dump song. That's the way. But, uh, yeah, L.A. Knight. There's there's nothing he can do that is wrong. He is he's gonna win this belt. I think he doesn't need the belt, but I just don't want to see him lose. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 Dummy. Yeah. Never want to see him lose. So. Okay. L.A. Knight for the win. L.A. Knight for the win. Um, I was gonna go Cameron Grimes, but I switched it. Ah, there you so. go. And then of course the five. This is so stupid for the five way match for the NXT Championship. Carrying Cross defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, John Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, by the way, with his with his new new Americanized teeth, Jersey Shore tan. This guy looks like he's trying out for 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 the Jersey Shore. Um, that being said, I don't want to be caught in an alley with him because uh, he, he'll fucking tear me apart. Um, I I can't. I I love the way NXT went off the air. That. The idea of, of Cole not there, and then he shows up at the last second and throws these stiff super kicks to Karrion Cross. Two questions from Mario. How long till we see LA Knight on Raw? I say six months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm going to say come. come. They're going to push him to the moon. Come, yeah. come Royal Rumble. He's definitely going to be in the Royal Rumble. And, then and he's got to come out with a microphone. He has to come out with a microphone. And this is where I wish Choppy was here. Um would Macho Man work in ECW when he was told he couldn't wrestle anymore? Uh, Would no. Would he work in ECW? When he was told he couldn't wrestle him anymore. This was 94. I'm going to say no. I'm going to tell you why. What, what we know about ECW now that we didn't know back then, I think two things would have worked against them. Financially, they probably couldn't afford him. That's first of all, right? That's first of all. Second of all, the way Savage is meticulous Ain't no way in that locker room is meticulous. The, the only good match he would have, you know, planning his matches was with Rob Van Dam. I don't think anybody else would make, take the fucking time and plan matches with him like that. That's not how ECW worked. No. You know? Pete Dunne can win by pinning Gargano or Cole. Oh, yeah. Pete Dunne can win. I, 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 could, I, I just don't see Karrion Cross. I, 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 but that Macho Man question is interesting. It's very interesting. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, dummy. He's, dummy. he's made for Raw. I, that's, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Um, the Macho Man thing is interesting. 94, I would say no. There's no way that, uh, well, I mean. Yeah, did you watch East W 94? I did. Yeah, there's no I, way Macho Man would have I don't think there. he was fitting in the product then. No now, way. 99, Absolutely. 2000. At that point, if Paulie could fake afford him, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, you, you, he's, he would have to pay five guys, not pay five guys, which he did anyway. So he have to not pay He'd six guys. He would have to pretend not paying six yeah. guys to pay him. Um, but that is interesting. But uh, you know, I was listening to Jeff Jarrett's podcast. He 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 had an interesting take, and he was talking about in two thousand one, two thousand two, that he was going to put together. Uh, and he was talking to Savage. Savage was going to be an investor. I think he was going to be a booker, but what, he in was... in TNA? 
not it wasn't TNA at the time, but this was like uh, he was he was in mind. Like I think he talked to him. It was gonna be it was gonna be a something separate out of out of Florida. Slap nuts championship wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SCW. Turn turn the channel. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know everything that's said about Savage, he wasn't really so much. He was in charge of his book, and he's like Ric Flair. Where he his his character his angles yes you put him in charge of Ric Flair was never good as a booker in the early nineties in WCW. I'm just saying that I don't think the the, the performance Savage was he and he was already too shot. Yeah, come ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, but still, like even still, he'd want to like he would ro- he would want to write out these matches and ECW just wasn't built like that, you know. No, towards well, I mean un- until. You gotta, you gotta admit though that in in ninety four it was not, in ninety four it was not. Later on, it it probably was with matches right. like RVD, Jerry Lynn. I'll give, I'll give, I'll throw a bone. I'll throw a bone to Mario's theory. If this was ninety, not ninety four, but if it was ninety nine or two thousand, I'd say he'd have a shot, but very, 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 very small chance. Very small chance. Because again, he's one of those dudes that like. Can you imagine him trying to write a script with the Sandman? Uh, it'd be st- it'd be insane, but, but the match wouldn't even be interesting. He might, you know what? He, you know who he might run do a nice run with? Tommy pa- Dreamer, R- Raven. I'll say Raven or Raven. Yes, yeah. but I like to see that Savage and Raven. But again, that's no because because Raven was so smart. But but here's the thing, though. Raven was so smart, but he was he was not he was not jobbing to to Savage. Raven with ECW was Raven's territory. Savage Savage would give guys the the rub if it was right for him. At that point, if he's going to come in in 99 or 2000, if these guys were still there. Savage did business. Yeah, but he did th- business, but, but I don't know if he could fit in that locker room. Yeah, man. I don't I think don't, he I don't think so. I don't think so. They kicked, remember they kicked out fucking Scott Hall. Remember the oh, the guys band together when Scott Hall got let go the first time or second time from WCW? Scott Hall showed up in ECW and they fucking kicked his ass out. I mean, I think he came back and ended up wrestling a match for ECW. But I know the first time he was there, Shane Douglas, um, um, yeah, Bam be- Bam Bigelow. Right, because they, listen, at that point they had a they they had the locker room was if it ain't broke don't fix it mentality. Outside of them not getting paid and stuff like that, there was still a locker room mentality. Those yeah. guys pulled the, those guys were all for one on one for all. They 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 ate the fucking. They they drank the Kool Aid, I should say. Big time, you know. So it's like I don't know if Savage, but it's a great question, Mario. Yeah, um, it'd be something to think about. Could you see Savage coming in, cut a promo on Vince, and kick it into the curb, almost like Austin? Mm. I, again, like I I I. Paulie Paulie wouldn't allow that on TV. Not not at that point. No. In, not not ninety nine, maybe ninety four, ninety five. Yes. But you see, that's the thing, though. Paulie didn't have a beef with with Vince. He had a beef with Bischoff. Yes. So he would not shoot Paulie on Vince. Was, Paulie wasn't Paulie's shitting smart, on. Dude. Paulie wasn't unless shitting it was on Vince. unless he unless it was in, for an angle. Yeah, he flew he flew Austin into shit on Vince Eric Bischoff for yeah. firing him. You know, so that's a that's a great question. It's a great question, Mario. Thank you very much. And Go, I, uh, welcome back, brother. Going back to the the NXT title. Um, I mean, the only way Karrion Cross loses, he ain't getting pinned. He ain't doing the honors. No, Pete Dungeon. Adam Cole's gonna have to. Pin, uh, I want Adam Cole to win, but he he. The only way that that I agree. The only way that that um, Cross is gonna lose is somebody else pin somebody else. And then and then Cross is ending up on Raw because Raw is in dire need right now of some talent. 
Now, I know that they trimmed the fat, um, you know, and it's good. I think it's going to be – I think in the long run, it's going to be good for business, uh, for, for interest, for, for the angles. Um, but I, I, I selfishly do not want to see um, Karrion Cross go yet, but he's, he, he's not long for NXT. If I if I had to take a guess, so but if if carrying carrying cross is my pick, but if he has to lose, I really I agree. I want Pete Dunn to win. This is uh, Pete Dunn's time. He is coming in. Pete Dunn's a fucking star with them new ass teeth that he's got. He said new ass teeth. Uh, I I I like it. I I, I listen. I love Kyle O'Reilly. I I. He is such a great match, and we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about something too. Talking about the throwback today with 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 Foley, Kyle O'Reilly. They need to get back the 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 times of when you when stars are rubbing. They don't need the belt. If you put them in the main event, they get that main event stink on them. You can you can work on that. That was the king. That was what Foley was known for. The problem with the problem with bumping black um with bumping Alistair uh, Alistair Black <laughs> with bumping carrying cross up I don't want him to be Alistair Black two point exactly so I I could see him losing but then winning the title they're gonna at this point NXT would not lose any any momentum if they just hot, if they hot shot the title a couple of times to tell a good story yeah okay the, just because a guy is Diesel. And just because a, a performer is is that good, doesn't necessarily mean he has to hold on to the belt for a long time. If it, if there's a story involved that's gonna be good, you can hot shot the title. Good Mario, you bought tickets for SmackDown. Don't worry about Black being gone, man. SmackDown's yeah. the better brand anyway. You'll have a good time. Plus, you know everything's bigger in Texas, dog. You know that you're from Texas, so don't get it twisted. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, NXT's dope. Uh, DJ's gonna be here on Sunday. We'll watch it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll try to try to watch it on Sunday. We'll try to watch it on Sunday. Um, I know I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be here. So, uh, but you know, it's <sighs> there's so much wrestling, man. Yeah, there's so much wrestling going on. I'm so excited. Did you hear about uh, uh, what's his face jumping uh, Nick Gage on in Game Zach Changer? Zack Ryder, yes. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Matt fucking I Cardona. Ho- I hope they, that kid gets carved up. And that kid, I should say, I hope that kid. I hope, <coughs> I hope. I hope they cut. I know Nick Gage isn't very popular right now. Yeah. But I don't. I, I hope he gets carved up. You know what? I, I, I maybe this is the unpopular opinion. Opinion. Much mine. I love it. I Good. love the fact that Cardona's doing this because I think I, I don't understand the idea of imitating. Jonah Moxley. Jonah Moxley. I don't understand that aspect of it, and maybe he'll shed some light on it. But the fact that he came in and fucking and DDT'd him and and all this stuff, and and they're gonna have a match. This is rolling that ball of what I've been saying. Of I want guys to go from territory to territory. Cardona. Yep. And and. You know, he does not get enough credit. He's one of the first guys to use social media for its, what I would perceive as its exact purpose, to 
expand your character. He wasn't being used on WWE TV at that time, so he went on YouTube on his own time and and created this buzz. Created this big mystique about him and he and he was over and he was using it was creative. Unfucking believable to see true Hollywood story. And now he's doing something different. And as a re- all wrestlers for some reason and all and like think of like all the greats that started somewhere and then they go into hardcore wrestling. You know, um Nick Gage is a freaking animal. Uh he's gonna probably carve up Cardona. But it's it's good buzz for the business. You're the first person I thought of when I saw that because you've been saying this for weeks and weeks upon weeks about how guys should be te- you know dipping their toes in the water and going to other places. And my whole thing is, okay, but when you go, make it count. So if he's going to go and do that, if he's going to jump the biggest and baddest death match wrestle on the planet yeah. right now and then he's going to put his stank on that, then then he's going to have to come correct. Um, but there's so much wrestling. I fucking love. I just got back into Lucha Underground. Yeah. I oh, I, I love I, Lucha I Underground. I've only saw the first season. Yeah. So I'm on the second season. My son's like, you have to watch it. Yep. So I'm watching it. I, I love wrestling. I love it so much. That's why I'm sitting here on a Friday night talking to you mooks. <laughs> you know? But I tell you, man, it's so good. Uh, what else is going on? Let's see. Oh, New Japan. Shingo. Takagi, huh? What a match. What a match him and Okada have for the belt. Obviously, Will Ospreay is injured. They had to put the belt up. Mm. Shingo. Ospreay. Not only was Shingo dominant, they fought like 30, some, almost 35 minutes. But Shingo, not only the balls, he wins the title and then calls out every fucking contender. Hell yeah. Uh, Same card. Kota Ibushi. And Jeff Cobb tore it up. The Gorillas lost their titles. I don't know if it's on the same card, but the Gorillas had lost their titles with the, the Techers. They had a six-man uh, against them, but it was so good. Um, you know, just good stuff. New Japan's coming back. They, they got another card coming up on, I believe it's Monday, which is Hammer's graduation. Kazuna Road from Couric and Hall. Uh, Uwe Mora keeps calling out Minoru Suzuki. I have no idea why. <laughs> he gives his death wish. Tanahashi versus Suji. Yano. Uh, Chaos. Yano, Hashi, Ishii, and Goto versus Bullet Club. Dick Togo. Evil. Takahashi and Jado. Um, more Chaos. Okada teaming up with Sho and Yo versus Gato, El Fantasmo, and Ishimori. Ishimori and El, El Fantasmo mm-hmm. uh, le- that same night not only challenged for the junior tag belts, but they both challenged uh, Desperado for his, his his title, for his junior heavyweight title. He, and, and he had a fucking match and a half against, uh, against what I think it was he fought Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bushi, Takaji, Sonata, and Naito, LIJ, versus uh, Suzuki Goon, Kanemoro, Desperado, ZSJ, and Taichi. And that's your that's your main event for Monday for Monday morning. Um, Shingo's face when he wins, he's surprised. Dude, at one point, Jay, you have to watch the match. Okada, I've seen I've seen the highlights. Oh my god! It. So at one point, 
um, Okada Okada does the, his signature drop kick, yeah. which I love. He has he's like one of his favorite drop kicks. And then there's a couple of reversals, but he he clotheslines Okada like Stan Hansen ish. Took his fucking head off. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I was at work. I'm like, oh, and I had to go back and I just shut my, I shut the computer. I was like, I'm <laughs> make, make a noise. I'm getting yelled at at work. But what a match, man. What a, and and the, just the balls. Like, he's not even like waiting. Uh-huh. He's not waiting, dog. He's like, yo, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you, calling everybody out. I'm like, that's the way to do it. I like it. See, I, I love and, it. And, and like I said, especially. Something like that, where you, you're, you're making a name for yourself, you know? Like, I, I mean, he's a name in the business, but, you know, it's not associated with the IWGP title, you know? Yeah. I was going to review the NWA pay-per-view. I didn't get the chance to watch it yet. But the only thing I got out of that was um, is that I listened to Billy Corgan on, on Jericho's podcast. And him talk about the direction that the NWA is going in. I'm very mm-hmm. happy with the NWA, what they're doing. They brought Mickey James in to run the women's division, and she's going to executive produce an all-women's NWA pay-per-view. Nice concept, but don't they have like six women? Yeah, they're gonna have. I. They're gonna have to like. They're gonna have to probably get chicks from ROH and Japan and and um, the, the Indies. So that's you know if you're into that shit, that's fine. Which I'm not mad at. Look, because Camille won the title. She beat uh, what's her face? Um, uh, who's the champion? Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Yeah, she won the title. And Nick Aldis retained. I think Nick Aldis is going like a thousand days on on over with that fucking belt. I you know, I I, I like it. I just it's once again we're, we're opening back up. We're getting everything back to where it was. Let NX uh, NWA pick up where it was and let it go and let it get bigger. You know, bring back the Tuesday. What was it? When the now, who knows what day they're going to go to now? Because they well, were they going Tuesdays. They're, they're doing pay-per-views now. They're doing weekly pay-per-views. So let them go there. And I think, th- yeah, I think the Fight TV distribution deal with them is good. Yeah. Because they're, they're global, uh, Fight TV. So, I, you know, like I said, I- if he's coming up on a 1,000 days, I like it. You know, do but you, you got to build somebody else up. Do you see Cody and Oldest 3? Yes. For the title, absolutely, I do. Because they split, so yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, and and for all intents and purposes, you gotta have all this win. I, I don't think Cody needs. He had his, he had the belt. You, you have your own, you know, you have your own company. You don't need the NWA belt. Uh, I think you, your job, and you can say this to Cody, you know, to, uh, to an extent. He has no problem building other guys up. No, and, no. And not that Aldis really needs it, but, you know, the NWA as a collective needs it. So, um, yeah, I could see it happening. I hope it does happen. with, And especially you can use them on AEW TV, you know, because um, the stuff that's going on with Tony Khan and, and Impact, I, you know, I don't know. I seen. F- I I didn't see Impact, but I seen the photos of <laughs> of Tony Khan dressed up and cutting uh, promos. One more thing about NWA. It, um, I didn't know that that uh, Billy Corgan is a hundred percent uh financial investor. Oh yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I would love to see them get a somebody who's has been around a long time, 
like a Marty Skrull or something like that. They, they yeah. usually brought him in ahead of one match, but bring somebody in back to go after all this. You know, it would be really great, man. And I know this is, and it'll never happen, but I was writing this. I was writing this on the bus the other day. Can you imagine if Billy Corgan, who's a, who's a punk rocker at heart, yeah. reached out to CM Punk? Well, I mean, cause think about it. And be <laughs> like, yo, listen, you know what I got going on? Yep. It's not insane. I'm doing it old school. I could see. P- can you imagine Punk walking up on a p- like? Uh, can you imagine the, the he would first of all he'd break the internet. Yeah. And you know that Corgan obviously Corgan won't be able to afford him if he asks for an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. But I don't think Punk's in that position right now. I don't think I don't think Punk. Uh, I don't I, it's it's not a question of money. I think it's right. Can you imagine if he showed up on 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 a card like that on a show like that and be like, yo. Just, just him and all this. Ca- I could, that'd be a great. You match. gotta, you gotta like, what was it? Two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. The 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 rage of the 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 week was when allegedly CM Punk came out underneath a mask for Silas Young's oh, uh, yeah, company yeah. and delivered a GTS to somebody. You know, I think a- NWA has a great shot of signing Punk. So, yeah. It's not about I, it's not about the money, all the you know all the time, a lot you know, because everybody's talking AEW and WWE. So if if Punk were ever to go back, of course he's going to ask for an exorbitant amount of money. Of c- he would be dumb not to, and he'd right. get it. Right. But to go to like you said, like Corgan reach out to him and just in a hey man, listen, just throwing a feeler out because. Look what Punk did with Osprey. It, it, it makes sense. He's After from the Chica- summer, he's from Chicago. Yeah, Punk is from Chicago. It's his punk rock DIY mentality. I was never a big Smashing Pumpkins fan, but Billy Corgan is such a like a a, a fan of the business that I, ha- I I root for him all the time. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, I I and like I said, that's what I mean. I I, you know, I didn't think of it until now. I think I think that that would be a great shot. I think he would have an an unbelievable shot of going in and think of the NWA champion, the oldest title in the world. It's something the ten, Punk's the ten, never had. He had a ten pound. His and his best friends had it. Yeah, a few Col- of Col- yeah. Col- a few of his best friends have probably had it. Christian yeah. had it. A bunch of guys had it. So it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the the realm of possibility. I I think he would. I think that would be closer than ever going back to WWE. Hundred percent. You know, never say never. You know how it always is, but you know that's what that's what I found interesting about the the Will Osprey CM Punk you know Twitter thing. Whereas you know maybe Punk is busy during the summer and he says, hey, listen, come talk to me after August if you still got the belt. You know, and that's what's the shame about Osprey getting hurt. Maybe that was a rough deal. That you was know, a, maybe that was a Punk, bad maybe Punk is coming around to it. You know, he he was, he was on he was on Fox talking about. He's always talking about. He's always going to be talked about, asked about wrestling, of and asked about this. But imagine him just like you said, NWA just needs a name, and who better you know to to break the internet than than CM Punk? Yeah. So I'm and I'm listening to him, Billy Corgan on on Jericho, and you should, it's a good listen by the way, and um. I was just like, I just, I was sitting on the bus. I'm like, you know, Billy Corgan has the idea of, I'm not competing with anybody. No. I just want to keep this brand going, you know? And he wants to do the whole territory thing. And I'm like, you know what? If anybody would boost that, 
It would be it yeah. would be him, and he's and, you know Punk was uh, Punk was a student of the business and too. he was a throw and he, he was a throwback. throwback yeah, so it's like uh, you know I got a special place in my heart for Punk. I know he's not the most popular person in the last couple of years. But like I got for me as a hardcore kid growing up, punk rock, DIY, everything that, and punk embodied everything I yeah. wanted in a in a in a in a person. Yep. Didn't fit in with the cer- certain crowds, but then when he got to fit in, he was the he was the fucking shit. I feel like I I'm, I I lived that life a little bit, you know. I I didn't fit in all the time, but when I did, I got in. and I was like, that's my thing. That's yeah. my you know. And his thing was did it his way all the time, and he made people notice him. He made people aware of, listen, I won the world title, but no one's seeing me. Now I'm going to make a name for myself. And he did. He became a household name. So if Billy Corgan can pull off the heist of, I call, I'll call it the heist of the century. He pulls off the heist. He gets fucking punk. Well, think of it. That'd be a CM Punk thing to do. Yeah. I, if you really it's think punk about rock. it. It's punk yeah. rock. It's like, you know, it's like when, the, I'll never forget this. I went to go see Sick of It All. At uh, Coney Island High, the very famous club on House t- on um, St. Mark's Place used to be, and there was a, n- a band opening up for them under another name. It was the fucking Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's just punk rock. Even if punk comes out in a mask and calls himself Mr. Wrestling Four, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and he just comes out, drops to go to sleep on all this, takes the mask off, and be like, oh, guess who beat you? Mm-hmm. You know. That'd be pretty dope. Um, is Punk the new Pacquiao? Mayweather, when it finally happens, it's too late. I don't know, Matt. It, it depends on what kind of what kind of shape he's in. I know he lost a bunch of weight because he changes. He's on plant based diet and stuff like that. But I think I, I don't you know, know, man. I, I'd have to see his performance in the ring because Pacquiao, basically, if you're a boxing aficionado, I mean, no one's beat as much. I don't like May- Mayweather. He's the best fighter in the world. But Pacquiao was just not there with him. Didn't can't, couldn't hold a candle to him. Yeah, you know. So I don't know, man. I'd have to see him perform in the ring before I make that kind of assumption. But just, just guys, think about the possibility of Billy Corgan just, you know, having having a uh, punk show up on center stage one night, you know, and and dropping somebody on the head going to sleep, you know. Yeah, to me, I, like I said, that's that would be. I think you you calling that right. That would be the heist of the year. And and to me, I think um, you know another thing. I I, I you know we know we're on the CM Punk tangent. You know, Samoa Joe. I, I I mean these guys broke the internet. You know, fifteen years ago. You know, sixteen years ago, whatever it was, oh oh three oh four oh five somewhere around there. Why not have one more match? I don't think you know. You could do it in NWA. You could do yeah. it in ROH. You know, so it, it that'd be something to to kind of see. So, uh, I I'm definitely not mad at that at all. Um, Dark Side of the Ring. I know you haven't seen it. I saw Dynamite Kid. I was uh, Dynamite Kid's one of my favorite wrestlers. Got to be top ten, top twenty. Um, did it? Did it? Now did it get? Because obviously the the Dark Side of the Ring series is when I got here. Phil was watching the Dark Side of Football. Football, yeah. Um, the, these guys are just. They, what they're doing is great. Um, yeah, yeah, they're really appealing to the hardcore fans and knowing what we know and, and you know. So was it was it all the juicy? T- it didn't spare anything, and then yeah, that's what's 
They, uh, you know, he had two really good friends in the business, Dan Spivey and um, the guy who played Scott McGee. I forgot his name. He was a Jabba guy, Scott McGee, but he was a he was a European guy. And it was them, and I didn't know that he married Bret Hart's first wife's sister. Oh, I did not know. I that. didn't know that. Um, so and. I didn't know how much vo- I, it was almost comparison to Benoit with the with the rage. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I know Choppy has always said that he goes everybody's gonna get in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Dynamite Kid at one Dynamite point. Kid. I mean, he's never getting in the Hall of Fame. Ab- no, you know the British Bulldogs, and funny because Eric Martin's birthday. Happy birthday, Eric! By the way, Eric posted like his he top five favorite tag teams. Top five overrated tag teams, and he put overrated the Bulldogs. I'm like, the Bulldogs overrated. He goes, he goes, you have to understand something. When I saw them, they were they were jobbing to the Rougeos. <laughs> when you saw them, they were f- they winning the titles from from Valentine Beefcake, and they were beating the Hart Foundation and the Killer Bees. Um, tragically, it's not the same. But I put down on my kid. It's I know tragically it's not the same, but I put down on my kid Benoit in the same category. Yeah, you have to separate the the ring with the with the in ring. Yeah. Because he's my f- one of my favorites. Like I loved Dynamite Kid. Anything he did, I loved. He had a match in the wrestling classic. I think it was with Macho Man. Okay. Fantastic in '85. I saw him in the garden. There was a they used to st- when they used to split tag teams up and have them fight individual matches before they fought them. Like so, like you'll have Davy Boy Smith fighting Jim Neidhart mm-hmm. and Bret Hart fighting Dynamite Kid. And I saw like three of those when I was a kid in the garden. And I was flawed. Then the stuff in Japan, in old Japan, with with Tiger Mask and and yeah, I mean th- that's that's the Dynamite Kid I know is. Uh, but he know, was a Tiger Mask nut job, man. He was he got really bad, um, but he made amends with one of his kids. He was basically crippled. Um, the yeah. the thing with the root with, with Jacques Rougeau was amazing. You have to watch that. Oh, oh the 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 he well he he fucking. He pu- he punched Jacques in the face and beat him up and like the next yeah. time Jacques saw him he had a roll of quarters yes. and knocked four of his teeth out. But everybody swears it wasn't quarters, it was uh, brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. That's why he you know, but uh, people were justifying not justifying it too. It was like so but Danny Spivey was I didn't know how good friends Danny Spivey was with him. Yeah, By the I way, shout out to Ron Singh. He got us uh, Danny Spivey drop. He opened that uh, opened the show with uh, today, well, which is crazy. I, I ironically, like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know he was friends with Spivey. I know Spivey did a bunch of tours in Japan, but um, I gotta tell you, I was, I love Dynamite Kid. Um, I do. I I like immensely. So and it, since I said that since I started the podcast, so I mean, it's the flying headbow will destroy your brain. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah, destroy anybody's brain. Um. I don't have any other news, Jay. You have any other news? No, I know there was a Tony Khan. Triple H was doing a media call, and they were talking about, you know, NWA doing an old woman's uh, pay-per-view. And they, they, I guess they asked Triple H if he would do another. And I think he kind of hinted at that, you know, oh, they could try to do what they want, but we have the best women here. And, you know... Whether that's true or not true, that that's that's kind of subjective, you know. But um, Tony Khan kind of like putting down the idea of working together with with WWE. Um, you know, with, with when the two companies when when AEW started, 
we we said it that we we can't have you you can't do what TNA did in the early in the early 2000s. You can't we you got to be you got to sell us on the alternative. You can't be WWE light. You can't be 2.0 and and all this stuff and you know a lot of stuff they they're rehashing you know some some you know they had the mimosa truck you know they Mike Tyson being there with Jericho like now I get it they kind of you know they're the same but it's a little bit different you know it's like the same song but just different chords I get that but in 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 people's eyes they're gonna see that as as the same and and I I draw the same comparisons with that so to me you know you know WWE is doing the right thing it, and they've always done it they never really acknowledged number two you know Coke doesn't acknowledge Pepsi exists there's no need to you know we we're doing our own thing Pepsi does their own thing you know and all that matters is whoever's earnings are better. Uh, I think AEW, you know, especially coming, you know, with a lot of with, with the, the, the list of releases that came out this past, you know, last week uh, and this year, for that matter. Um, you know, I've seen a great comparison. I, I, I forgot where I've seen it, but like, you know, blasting AEW for signing up WWE rejects. I mean... Look what WWE did in the 90s, you know, Austin. Look what WCW did. Yeah. Listen, um, I'm going to say this again, and I'll say it again and, until uh, if you beat a dead horse, you'll get glue eventually, okay? <laughs> um, there's nothing that's being done in professional wrestling that has been done already, okay? It's all about how you present it. Wrestling podcasts are a dime a dozen now. They don't do it like we do, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a big difference, so... And that's how you have to approach it. So, like Jay said, that no one, there's no more competition. That you 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 are no longer competing with anyone, because it's different entities now. You're not WWE is globally mainstream, publicly traded, and it's on major networks. You're not getting that production value in your life unless. Yeah. You know, you beg, borrow, and steal, or you just take their fucking playbook, which no one wants to do, okay? There's options. We have more options now than we had when I was a kid, okay? Because not territories anymore, but you have yeah. wrestling everywhere, okay? And there's this stigma that, again, I said this a couple weeks ago too, that the fan has to, you know, the fans refuse Either you're sports entertained and or you're a pro wrestling fan. I'm, b- I'm both, okay? You can't be one or the other and expect something that's not logical to be logical. And you're not going to compete. You're not competing. It's This is how it is. Get used to it. You're not competing. And you're not going to have this this uh, mm-hmm. this ratings battle. I was like, stop. Because if you saw the network television shows, it's all reality based now and game shows and fucking cop and medical dramas that's all there is on television right now yeah and it's if, if, if outside of sports right yeah you're never going to beat monday night football like that and cuz i mean even when they moved to espn the ratings sometimes raw did win but it's like 
Who cares? Raw's been on for 30 fucking years. Uh, Monday Night Football's been on for 50, 60, 50 years. So it's like, who cares at this point? No one's competing. There is no competition. Get over yourselves. Yeah. You know? Uh, just enjoy it. If you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it. Turn on, turn, watch something else. Watch another wrestling. There's MLW. There's AEW. There's New Japan. All Japan. DDT. GCW. You got, uh, I mean, there's so many feds. There's so many options. So many options you have. Take advantage of it. You have Impact, who's doing really well. Sammy Callahan was just on Uncle Eddie's show on Wednesday. Uh, on ham radio, cheap plug by the way. Every set, every uh, every Wednesday, I think seven to seven thirty. But Uncle Eddie had uh Sammy Callahan on, and, you know, and and that's and that's what it is too. And that's why, like you know, it goes back to that where, you know, to have you almost have a new age territory system right now with just more eyes watching it. Right, it's going to be hard to, you know, you can't have, you know. Greg Greg Valentine working, you know, in uh, down south. I, I, I couldn't even think of it right now. Um, Bill Watts' territory. Mid-South. Mid-South. You can't have him work in Mid-South and then lose on the way out and then show up in Jim Crockett because we're all going to see it. Right. But there's no but – but if he loses in one, one – you know, company he could just show up and just and and make an impact. You know, and, and pun intended. They got. I mean, like they bring Andrade in, right? AEW, and it's like people were shitting on it. I'm like, do you deserve a title match with him and Omega? Yeah. In Mexico for Huge. August, right? Huge. And Omega's got like seven injuries apparently too, and it's like you know what though? But this tells a story. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Andrade fan. I saw him match of the year though a couple of years ago in Philly when him and uh, him and Gargano we were there for NXT. Right, yeah. but it was like, yo, I said, you know, him showing up and telling a story. It's all about storytelling. And I know, I know, I've said this a million times on the podcast, but it's the truth, man. It's it's storytelling. You have to tell a story, mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, like Jay said, there's so many eyes on the products now. Yeah. Like you can't. There's nothing to hide, and if you're a dirt sheet fucking whore, then you got more information that's. Probably not true, but you're gonna go with it anyway because it's there, you know. So, yeah, I think uh, you have options, kids. Yeah, I agree. That's I all I'm saying. I think that's uh, that's it for the nudes. Let's take a quick break. I gotta get some fucking some liquids, and uh, we have a cool throwback for you tonight. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much it. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, it's you know, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We're live. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's the chat room. You guys are awesome as always. And uh, we'll be right back with Alfred Hayes. Take us away. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Horns up, beautiful motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. 
Radioactive Metal is here on the Shining Wizards Network, and we want you to listen. Every week, we cover the world of heavy metal and speak to your favorite bands. We discuss new releases, concerts, controversies, and everything else that's related to heavy metal. And occasionally, we even talk about pro wrestling. Catch us live every Thursday night on purerockradio.net. Listen to past episodes at RadioactiveMetal.org or at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Show me this today. This is amazing. I love the Boss Tones. He just came out with a new album, actually. 
Did they really? I didn't yeah, even see Tumble that. Throwbacks live on the rant, rantdmradio.com. It's Phil, it's Jay, it's the chat room. Um, yeah, and the Boston's are fucking awesome, by the way. Boston's are, are, are good. They're a good band live. I was telling Jay I met Dickie Barrett in the 90s. I was at an Epitaph record show at the Ritz, the old Ritz. The old Ritz. And uh, Dickie Barrett, was. I was there to see uh, H2O. H2O, I saw Bouncing Souls and somebody else. I think it was Offspring. And uh, Dickie Barrett was there with a fucking polka dot suit on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, they were good. I, I, I especially, that that's a great version. I And, I mean, that's a great story, too, for the Kiss My Ass, uh, you know, tribute. Kiss, you know, essentially created their own tribute album, which is... Anybody that follows the band is a very Gene Simmons thing to do. Yeah, and I like how Gene Simmons was like, you know, Dickie Barrett, he leaves a message for him, like a voicemail. Like, like it was a voice machine. He's like, you know, don't do do not do this song. Megadeth's going to do it. Yeah. Megadeth didn't do it. Yeah. Dickie Barrett did it anyway. It's pretty <laughs> funny. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny anyway. Um, But, yeah, I like I like sometimes the tribute albums are really good. Um, I like the... Uh, there's a really there's a really good Jimi Hendrix tribute album that came out in the nineties. Um, body count does Hey Joe. I was to say I think uh, you you sent me the Body Count. I and was then, just gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, and then like uh, Spin Doctors, the Spanish Castle. Um, there's a bunch, and then uh, what do you call? It? Who does it? Who does another good song on there? Oh, well, the Cure does Purple Haze. It's really yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I'm not a big Cure guy. I like that shit. My band, my band is they 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 they're big into it. I don't know. I I I get it. It just eh, just never tickled my fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, are, are, are we ready for our throwback? I think we're ready for the throwback. Let's do it. And now here is your throwback of the week. Sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. He said, do do doom, do do doom. All right, let's kick this back to um, June 8th, 1997. Yeah. At the Providence uh, Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, they were in the, you know, Jim Ross was really hyping that it was in the Northeast. Here we are back in the Northeast. Yeah, Vince McMahon on commentary. Yeah, th- an odd pairing of yeah. Vince doing... Both doing color commentary, basically. Yes, they were both play-by-play and and um, color at the same time. It is weird for Vince to be doing play-by-play and having... Jim Ross on the side of him, um, but man, one one thing I realized I forgot, you know, knowing knowing now, you know, you could hear, <laughs> you can hear, um, just the wise assness of uh, Jim Ross, just in commentary, just these these comments that he he throws out that nobody catches at the time, but twenty some odd years later, you just go, oh, you little dick. <laughs> well, it's June eighth, nineteen ninety seven, and besides it being Shaylin's mom's birthday, happy birthday, Shaylin's mom, um, who just had a birthday. Uh, it is the King of the Ring, nineteen hundred ninety seven. When it when it actually meant something. 
And uh, fond memories, 97 was a good year for wrestling. Yes. And uh, this was the building stars and people losing their spot of stars because they were sloppy. Yeah. This being no different. Your opening match was the semifinals. The, there was the two semifinal matches were the first two matches, by the way. Yeah. I, I. So how do you feel? I mean, you know, 93 in previous years, they did. It was its own pay-per-view in the sense of that they had all the matches happen there. You know, like kind of like WrestleMania 4 did as well. Um, I didn't hate this because you still had other storylines you had to tell. Um, but there is something to be said about the one-night tournaments. You know, when Bret Hart won it in 93, it felt like it meant a little bit more because he, he wrestled three, four times that day, that you know, that night. But... Um, you know, this was still, this was still good. And, uh, the, the first match, uh, is interesting to say the least. Ahmed Johnson, uh, just coming out in a non baby face way. He's just coming out like a heel. I mean, he's, he was slapping hands, but he's, there's no fire. There's no charisma. Just staring. <laughs> just staring at people. I don't. Pissed off for whatever reason. As soon as, I mean, granted, I you I knew, you know, watching the throwback again this week, like I knew who won. But I feel like if I was watching it for the first time and I didn't know anything and I knew how wrestling worked, you would come out and Ahmed Johnson just looked pissed off that he was losing. <laughs> like... That was the first thing I said. That was the first thing I wrote. Was you know like, what? Fuck Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, that dude. He's, he's not good. He had a look to him. Um, he's sloppy. But you have to say, in 1997, at this point, he was over. He was that, over. That's not debatable. But it's like when you watch his work, it's like there's, oh, yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing there but a body, man. He's got a body. It's all he has. And it's like he's so fucking sloppy. He can't even do a proper press slam. It's almost like he's going to drop somebody and kill him. Mm-hmm. You know? But Triple H made him look good. He did. And, and and he gave him a good match. Triple H, you know, um, obviously, you know, he served his penance for for the year prior with the curtain call. Shawn Michaels being, un, you know, untouchable in, in the company and... And you know Kevin Nash and Scott Hall leaving for to go down south. Uh, the only person that was left behind was Triple H. So he proceeded to be doing a bunch of uh, hog hog pen matches with 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 uh, you know Henry O. Godwin, and served. He was supposed to win the '96 King of the Ring. Ended up not winning it. Which for it's funny how time works and the butterfly effect of stuff because it, we ended up having this huge run for Austin, which we were still riding that wave from the previous year. But um, Triple H uh, was made a star this show, and he and for I would say for the right reasons. I mean, would you agree, partner, that he he was somebody that was an up-and-comer, and you could just tell that it was such a great gimmick. Uh the was he the aristocrat you know whatever he was like he was this rich guy from yeah. Greenwich and it was perfect and he had and and then China being introduced by the way China looking 
I completely forgot about... A documentary is next week, by the way. On Vice, on right? On Vice, yeah. yeah. I forgot that she looked, you know... I, I remember China, like, 98, 99 China, when after after all the plastic surgeries. Um, I forgot, you know, how she did look prior to that. and But what a, what a great way to get heat um, as a heel. And genius. Genius of... Uh, of Triple H to be doing that, so you know, she really didn't make too much of a of a presence. She distracted uh, Ahmed at the end. You know, Ahmed not a good seller. You know, um, maybe a little bit. He tips the needle a little bit on the on the charisma scale, but not much. But uh, as a worker, you know, well below average. You know. Yeah, this match. I mean, this was almost ten. It went seven minutes, forty-three seconds. But uh, so China distracts um, Ahmed. Yeah, and and Triple H gets him into the 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 pedigree, which Ahmed took a hell of a pedigree. I mean, it looked like it was a, that was a, that was one of his best bumps I've ever seen him take. Was that pedigree? So, you know, Triple H wins. He moves on to the finals, and uh, you know. As an opening match, uh, you know, once again, Ahmed coming out, and you could just see that he looked pissed off, and it just it just kind of took it away from it. But uh, I did get to see my girl Sunny though, yes, know, and which is you can never go wrong with that, you know. So that that was a lot of fun. So the second match, um, your boy Mick Foley coming out, um. Interesting story because they talked about it, and I remember I had to look up the timeline. This was during the infamous vignettes with uh, Jim Ross. It was spanned over a few yes, few weeks. The, the, yeah, Paul Bearer went missing, and yeah, he left him, and then he, you know, and then he saw and Mick's pulling his hair out of his head, yeah, and yelling at yelling at Jim Ross about you know, and and but the 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 interview with with Jim Ross and. And, you know, Mankind, Foley, you know, I remember watching it as a kid and just being fully enthralled with that. And that really, I think that really kind of turned me into, like, a huge Foley fan. And and the fact of that, his story, how they can intertwine the real with with it. And this was the first time that they really kind of did that. They started doing it with, with Goldust weeks prior. Yeah. If you remember, Jim Ross sat down with Goldust and they were talking about, you know, Dusty and and growing up and growing up with uh, uh, you know with Dustin and, and and all this stuff, but the Foley interview is this is the most famous one of it. And you know, to me, it was it was really really good to get the f- the backstory. And they're really pushing Foley as a face here. Yes, like almost an in between per se, um, but more so as a face, especially Lola coming out and. Just with a microphone, and you know, I I love Jerry Lawler. By the way, uh, you know Jerry Lawler here is forty six, forty seven years old, which is amazing to think about. Uh, and um, he is such a good worker. Uh, it just you could see him. He was you know he was doing the commentary thing here, and. All of a sudden, you know, he just he he he's he starts having this, this match with Foley. He's you know he gets in you know introduced in, and he's doing the stuff with Heyman, 
in ECW, you know, where he's he's getting ready for the match with Tommy Dreamer. I think it's like a month li- month later from this, you know. So he ends up jumping McFoley for this, and it, you know, it, it talks about you know it's it's a good prelude into this match for the semifinals for the King of the Ring, and this wasn't a bad match. This was actually a really really good match. Yeah, I it thought good. it was good. Um, at one point, uh. Lola hits mankind with a drop kick, and then hits the ugliest neck break in probably yes. in wrestling history. Yes, and drops a fist on the ear. Lola's working over mankind's missing ear. I'm not Lo- sure why. But Je- Jerry Lola doing this great thing where he's the referee's not looking. He's reaching into his you know tight to get you know some yeah. sort of foreign object. Which, by the way, this is where I really first caught Jim Ross saying some off the wall shit. He's like. Ah, it's so nice not to call it an international object, like calling right. back to Turner. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? But just a genius of, of Lawler where the referee's not looking. He takes it out, telling a great story with, you know, attacking mixed ears, mixed ear and everything, you and know. And he catches him with the mandible claw, 1125. Yeah, the one thing I didn't like about the match was, you know, you know, the Lawler gave Foley the pile driver on the floor, you know, I get it, you know, this is the start of that that era of kicking out of people's finishes, but you know, you know, you could have protected the the pile drive a little bit more, I think. You didn't it it wasn't necessary here, but uh, yeah, it tells the story for the next match. Exactly. You can't be overcritical if it's going to tell a good story. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I mean, I could see if there was no ending to it and it, it would end like that, then you'd say, yeah. This that, you know, again, we're looking at it 20 30 years later, 20 years later, and it it has got a different feel to it, you know? So we go to the back back area. Steve Steve Austin interrupts Brian Pillman his interview, which by the way is awesome. And the way that Austin just yeah. appears, drags him into the bathroom and gives him a, a swirly. Anybody knows what a swirly <laughs> is? Jay, you want to tell everybody what a swirly is? Uh, that's when you get your head put in the toilet bowl, and not even just put in the toilet. Then it's flushed, and now you now you're touching porcelain. <laughs> and um, yeah, Pillman Pillman. Yeah. Do we know why there was a camera in the toilet? So we could, so, so we could we prove the swirly? I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how WWE knew to put it in that exact stall, but they knew. It's amazing how that happened, huh? All right, your next match, Crush, and he's part of the Nation Domination at this point. Yeah, this is this is Jailbird Crush. Jailbird Crush, as Jay calls him, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Against. Yeah, with the lovely Marlena. Yes, uh, who, who Goldie's who looked now all the, who looked all the way live by the all way. the way live. As I Jay forgot. I forgot. I looked. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember a twelve-year-old Jay loving loving some Marlena. Well, Goldust is a face at this point. Yeah, this was once again after those vignettes and interview with with, with Jim Ross, a Goldust babyface turn, and the crowd was the crowd was up to it. The crowd was warm to it. And, you know, I I know Crush has been around. He was part of Demolition. Jim Ross laid mention to it, which I was surprised. Um, Shaka Bra. You know, Shaka Bra. Kona Crush. C- you know, I just, I never, still to this day. Don't like him. How, how he. Was bad and he got trained by such amazing people. We, we talk about this all the time. Yeah, was, was he, you know, obviously he was friends with the right people, trained, you know. And 
He was and mildly successful. Like I mean, you can't. Oh argue. no, he was successful. There's no argument. Yeah, there. you won't get any argument from he me. He was it's mildly successful. Just didn't like him. But just uh, I don't know how. <laughs> you <laughs> know, like, and I hate to speak ill of him. You know, I I know he's you know since deceased, but you know, you watch this and this this match was you know for a Dustin Rhodes match. This match was you know on, on really on the boring side. Yeah. So. um it goes back and forth, and then um, Jim Ross starts taking shots at Dusty by not, and Goldust will have living his American dream. Yes. Even if he works in If You Wheel. Yeah, he works in an If You Wheel. And, <laughs> and, and D'Lo Brown and Clarence Mason hitting on Molina. Goldust goes out to save her, gets attacked from behind from Crush. Back in, Goldust finishes, uh, Goldust finishes with the uh, DDT at 9.56. Almost 10 minutes. After the match, Molina and Goldust make out. Just to yeah. make sure you know he's straight. Yeah, well, and th- and there was a boob touch too in the beginning too. I I did yeah, catch that. There's his wife, dude. Yeah, well, listen, listen. If my wife had big tits on TV, I'm grabbing them. Yeah, especially <laughs> if I could, you know. Yeah, I love titty grabbing anyway. But by, by the way, man. this this next uh, promo with uh, Doc Hendricks and with the Road Warriors, Sid and the Legion of Doom. Oh, Ooh. brutal, brutal, brutal. Right. Jay, uh, yelling at each other, getting pumped up. Yeah, basically. And you know, it was it, it you know. So, but the but I and and the saving grace was Owen and, and Bulldog's promo actually wasn't bad. Owen, I I forgot how good of a promo Owen could be. You know, he's he, he's always talked about for his uh, his in ring stuff, but his but his promos were, were 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 pretty good too. Who Owen Hart? Yeah, he wasn't terrible. He, he wasn't. Ter- he was way, he was better. Well, Brett was coming into his own at this point. At, this at was this, the, point, this was the heel hard foundation. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, and what's this is June, so July, July is the Canadian Stampede. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you guys. Are we boring you? Sorry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, is uh, did you guys do the Canadian Stampede by any chance? The five on five because if not, I'm I, we have to do it. I don't think we've done it. Ah, uh, we have to do it. Yeah, we have to look back. At sure. We have to look back in the catalog. Yeah. I think we have to do it I because think we do it. Yeah. Um, arguably one of the b- definitely one of the best ten ten man team ten man matches ever. Uh, and I remember the crowd just being on fire for that. So, yeah, I'm excited to be doing that. But uh, you know, this match went long. You know, um, what is there to say about you know Road Warriors? You know, Hawk is just. He's not off the rails here, but well, the finish sees Hawk getting that hot tag to Sid. Sid comes in and shoves Owen, choke slams Davy Boy, and he's setting Davy up for the power bomb. Owen sunset flips back and rolls up Sid for the win. Oh God! What a just, and it's cool because, you know, I, I again these all big guys you're playing with. You know, Owen, the fact that he had the timing to go in and do that. Yep. I mean, obviously, they they obviously talked about the finish, but to, for it, for it to be executed, I thought that was pretty good. I thought, yeah, I thought so too. But it, it was weird to see Sid take the loss, even though it was it was a uh, you know a little little tomfoolery per se. It was a little weird to see Sid, who just recently returned. The softball season was probably over. And, well, uh, it's June, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the summer league. I have no idea. Yeah, well, you never know. You don't want to get in the middle of the softball season with Sid. It's true. But, um, you know, he recently returned, and, you know, he, uh, you know, taking a loss, which I, 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 th- I found kind of surprising. But I'm glad, 
you know, I'm glad the the Hart Foundation at this point was really coming into their own. And God, it, and, and this is the summer of '97 where it just literally just started getting on fire. Shaylin says, uh, "Oh my God, Terry Reynolds' boobs." They look so separate, you need a bridge to get from one boob to the <laughs> next. <laughs> Matt says, Canadian Stampede was probably one of the best top three pay-per-views of that year. Um, and then Shaylin says, Softball Sid. Yes, Softball Sid. Am I boring you? No, exactly. Now now it's contagious. Fucking hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King of the Ring Finals, Triple H versus uh, Mankind. They fought a lot this year, Jay. Yes. Well, this is, and a few thoughts about this, and and this is what I was saying before about what made Foley so good. I think is that, you know, what was he a two-time champion, three-time champ? He was somebody that he didn't need the belt. What he needed to do was be in the main event picture. He was. Somebody and 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 we talked about it with the the Edge and and Randy Orton, Triple H. He especially at this point with Triple H's character, where he was he was starting to buddy buddy with Triple H, with Shawn Michaels on screen as they were off screen. But he was still painting that in that that picture of thank you, Shaylin. the aristocrat. You know all this stuff. He needed a little bit of an edge. Uh, which you know, with him winning this match is good. I, I, I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of their SummerSlam match, which you know we'll 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 probably cover. Um, but I, th- this match, I, I haven't seen this match in 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 ages, and I was actually a really big fan of this. And Foley can go, man. Like and like you said, he was he was selling the neck. You know, so which what like we were saying, it made sense with you know with with everything. Yeah, but this shows how good Foley was in in the sense of that he legitimized who he was in the ring with, and he gave that person an edge. Think about what he did. We we said it with Shawn Michaels in '96 at Deadly Games, uh, uh, Mind Games, with that match. Like it, he gave Shawn Michaels we uh uh. A fighter's <coughs> a viewpoint where he wasn't just the the heartbreak kid, the the pinup model. He was he was getting more involved and 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 Mick giving up a lot of you know a lot in this match. To he took some hellacious bumps off the you know some of them he didn't even need to freaking do. And I love I loved it. I, I fully inside the ring can get it done if if you need. Whatever you need done at that point, and <coughs> you know, even the fact that he's pulling his hair out in his mouth, and he's still borderline heel in a sense, because he, if you think about those vignettes with 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 Jim Ross, like he came across as this super baby face, but at the end of that interview, he gave Jim Ross the the mandible claw, so still holding on. Whereas whereas Austin started off as a heel burned fire as a baby face and was completely betrayed as a tweener as what we know now as a tweener but the the e at the, or at this point the f <laughs> they were exactly they were trying to hit different guys trying thing and right right you know Foley hits a nut shot when the referee isn't looking when he's he's you know so there was a few things here that i caught and i was just like 
the genius of Mick Foley was was just running wild here. So. so Triple H pulls mankind over to the announce table, puts him through it with a pedigree, which looked hellacious. It was unbelievable. So mankind struggles to get to his feet. China hits him with it with the scepter. Mankind still gets to the apron, hundred throws the knee. Knees him off the off into the photographer, yep. and then back in the match, Hunter and, and Mick, uh, mankind, nearly got the match through sheer force at that point, um, which is probably what got the chance to do it all over again several times this year. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty much it. You know, it was it was a good match. I I, I love the after yeah after the match where well, I think that's what told the story. You know, and and like Triple I said, Triple H winning the King of the Ring. Give Triple H the, now. I was reading up on it, and they were saying on how, um, you know, because it is kind of gimmicky. Like the the year prior, you know, Stone Cold wasn't running around with the fucking cape and scepter, right? But again, he's an aristocrat, so yeah. played up. You but know? supposedly, so I re- I think I think I read it on Reddit where Triple H it was a you know, he kind of w- did it on purpose. He was breaking the crown and the scepter because he didn't want to fucking carry it around. Correct. And then the guy that made it, he kept getting summoned to make it. So, like, and every time Triple H would get a new one, he'd fucking break it. You know, That's like awesome. he was going into. That's awesome. And, uh, but, like, the, the, the thought of, you know, Triple H, uh, once again, it's the foresight of, of the business. And, you know, say whatever you want about Triple H, but. You know, he knew enough about his character or what he wanted from his character, I should say, that if I if I'm if I walk around with the with the crown and the scepter, I'm fucking dead. You know, and he had this idea of, like you said, beating Foley to a pulp and and it told a great story and they carried it on until, you know, shit. Until the fall of '97, that's what I think. Cactus Jack makes his debut around what September, October in in the Garden, at uh, on Raw against Triple H. But they, but they, but they were they would feud that whole summer, and I I liked it. I you know when we were talking about what to do, we we wanted to do a King of the Ring. I forgot that Triple H won in '97, and I completely forgot that Mick Foley had a chance. If you really think about it, they were really pushing Foley hard at this point. And, you know, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for for him to win because it would have been a great way for him to be as a babyface. But but to me, Foley always, he, he was at his best when he's trying and then loses. Like that Tommy Dreamer-esque, you know, type thing. But Foley's the one that started that where he, he doesn't need the championship. He doesn't need that title. He just needs to be there to make the net to make the next guy, and and I think that's kind of what's missing in in today's wrestling, where everybody wants to be the top guy, and where people don't see the the value in being the guy who makes the guy, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. Um, and just this is classic storytelling, and Matt said it before. The, this is the era of the cool heel. Yes, absolutely. So you know, it makes perfect sense. So now we go to the back again. Hart Foundation comes out issuing a challenge to any five American wrestlers to show up in Calgary. Yeah. To face his boys. Yeah. So your next match is probably the match of the night. Um, this is the classic uh, Vince Russo, uh, f- you know, uh, his storyline of tag team champions who don't like each other. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it, it's been done many times, but this is one of the best times it's been done. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, we're talking about Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, this match went very long. Yeah. Well, they they had so much. I mean, even even a Triple H Foley match was was twenty minutes. Yeah. This went like this went twenty two thirty three. Yeah. It just felt like it went too long, and I and I love this match. Um. You know. It, Sean, I mean, for his to his credit, we all know he's fight. He's playing hurt. Now we know he's playing hurt. He was he's been hurt for a while, and um, I think he he well he's about to go. Well, he wins a title in November, but yeah. Um, you you know you you really just have a a sense of. I'm not a big Shawn Michaels guy at all. Never yeah. was, but. The more I watch his stuff now, as a as a as a podcaster, um, I feel like I appreciate his work more than than uh, when I did him when he was when he was a thing. You know, people uh, to this day, like like I know Ric Flair says he's the best in ring guy he's ever worked with. One of the guys best in ring, not his best opponent, but his best in ring. Yeah. Um, I beg to differ. I thought Sting and, and Triple H were better. I thought I thought Steamboat was way better than, than Shawn Michaels, um, except Michaels did more in terms of his repertoire. Steamboat was uh, was very safe, but made stuff believable. Shawn Michaels bumped better, obviously. Yeah, he had that Ricky Morton value to him. But I'm not. I want to make comparisons. It's another podcast. Yeah. But this was at this point. I think Austin needed this to get him to the next to the next phase of his. Yeah, you know the IC title uh, phase of his career. Well, this was supposed to be once again. This was supposed to be initially. Brett was out hurt with the knee injury. You got to look at it. You know, it was supposed to be Brett Sean at this. Um, Brett had his knee worked on. I think a week or two prior to this, this was the big. Um, when they had that interview segment, well, not the interview, it was the promo in the ring with with Brett in the wheelchair and and Shawn Michaels super kicks him at the end and all that. Um, there was a lot of backstage drama between Shawn and 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 Brett at this point. So you know, and it bled into the it bled onto the screen too with Shawn Shawn doing the the sunny days. You know, Brett's having some sunny days recently, you know, so... But this has to happen first before we get to that. Yeah, so, but anyway, so what's happening is Brett's out hurt, um, and it was supposed to be Austin and Pillman, but Pillman's needed another surgery on his leg, on his ankle at this point, and he could, he wasn't ready to come back. So they need they need to plug in something fast to do, and hence that's... Where they do the Brett, uh, that's where they do the Sean and and Austin thing. They're unlikely team that wins the belts, and now they're gonna wrestle each other. Um, I, I like I said, the story. I forgot how good it was, you know. And this is where Austin is just he he's he can he's doing no wrong. No matter what he does every week, he's just he's just doing no wrong. And this is before he gets really hurt. Um. You know, I think at this point he's already having neck problems, but they're not as severe as what happens in August. 
Um, we were kicked off Facebook. I don't know why. Nah. God, I'm sorry. But um, but to me, I I I liked it. This was the the start of Austin. The real attitude era is really taking shape now. You know, um, and you know this was I forgot how good this match was. I mean, their WrestleMania match is really really good, especially because of the backstory. Sean being super hurt and not being able to make it through. Um, I think at this point Sean's in his, uh, you know, his battles with his demons. You know, at this point, um, you know, but it. You, you you were able to separate it a little bit, as, at least as far as we could tell. You know, at least in the ring, he didn't seem too messed up. Um, this was a good match. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed the ending. Uh, it was kind of creative. Both guys, you know, sh- you know how Sean is with it politically. And, you know, Austin, you know, I, I'm from the area of where you can lose and still look good. Hence how Foley was able to, you know, somebody had to lose there. A lot of guys have. A lot of guys done that though. Yeah, but here, you know, it makes sense for a double DQ here. This, you know, this is one of those moments where you go, okay, I can, I can give you a pass on, on creatively getting out this way. Other times, you, you know, you just, you, you, you it, there's no excuse for it. But this one, it made sense, and it was kind of creative too. You know, the referee fucked up. Austin stuns Tim White. You know, referee, another referee comes out, checks on him. Earl Hebner. Yeah, you know, so I, 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 you know, I enjoyed this match. I, I, I really thought it was good. Um, you know, and and it kind of hurt the next match. Once again, you probably this match went long, but you should have had a little. You should have had a, a a letdown match. A let you know, because to go right into the main event for this, it it, it wasn't fair to uh, Ron Simmons and Undertaker, in, in my opinion, at least. Well, a couple stories here for the WWF title. Undertaker is defending against Ron Simmons of Farouk. Paul Bearer is blackmailing Undertaker into doing the bidding, threatening to reveal a secret about the Undertaker. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Mayor Kane. Mayor Kane. Um, you know, but this match, I wished, I wished, booking wise, I mean, obviously the main event should be the title match all the time. Oh, absolutely, I I agree with that. But in this case, I thought the I thought the main the the title, I mean the uh, the King of the Ring should have been the, the final. It should have been. I mean, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is named King, the of, the King of the Ring, right? King of the Ring. Um. So, it, it uh, it's uh, a bunch of it is a fucking this is a this is a, a, a mosh of people. Um, Savio Vega comes in. He crotches Taker mm-hmm. on the top rope. Farouk hits a power driver, gets a two count. Taker comes back with a power slam, but for whatever reason, Savio and Crush get into an argument, which leads to the gang wars of 97, <laughs> if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Farouk is very distracted. The faction wars. He stumbles around in tombst- into a tombstone 1344. Paul Bearer wants Taker to continue destroying Farouk. Um, Taker's forced to oblige and have his really deep, dark secret revealed. Mm-hmm. Ahmed Johnson runs down, tells Taker to listen to Paul Bearer, not to listen to Paul Bearer, and he's eventually forced to give Taker to give Taker a power of plunge to get him to get him to stop. Um, this is supposed to set up the match of Canadian Stampede, but Ahmed wound up getting injured. Yeah, thank God he gets injured. Surprisingly, so I mean, 
was okay, the pay-per-view. It wasn't... The pay-per-view in and of itself, you know, once again, looking at it from a critic's... And, 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 and you know, you look back, WWE at this point, especially you, you, you know in the coming months what's going to happen with, with Brett leaving. And so, you know, at this point, I think it was in... Where did I read it? Was it Brett's, Brett's book where he talks about... It was around this time that, uh, or it might have been Jim Ross's book. Around this time that a lot of a lot of guys had to take a a, a cut in pay because you know they were they they were weren't doing too well financially. And you know I think Jim Ross has gone on record saying that he took like a thirty thousand dollar pay cut, which is massive, you know. And yeah. You know triple uh. Vince offering Bret Hart a a I think what was it a million dollar a year for twenty years like yeah, he wanted to lock him down ten million dollars twenty years or something yeah like that. something whatever it was like some crazy number and then uh, it was in Bret's book where Vince came back and said uh, you know Bret listen I can't um I can't honor this it's it's just gonna be too much you know blah 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 all this stuff and that's that. That's pretty big, man. Like you know, and that that's so that that lays the seeds of 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 the future events and the hostility and 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 what happens. And to me, you know, it's it's how different the the time. If imagine if things weren't like that. We talked about the screw job a bunch of times on the podcast, right? We even covered it like twice. Yeah. Um, I always thought, like, what if? You know, what if Shawn Michaels really didn't know? Mm-hmm. Would things have changed with him and Brett? Uh, you know, if Vince would have, if Vince would have paid him, what would have happened? If 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 Brett would have stayed, what would have happened? Did did Vince uh, see more in Michaels and take uh, Michaels and Austin at that point, or Austin for that point? Because Austin's making all the money right now with T-shirts. Um and all that he's you know Mr. Three Sixteen and whatever whatever yeah. so like you know does does Vince be like well I have a backup plan business wise like you know I have guys I already have superstars I think you can make that argument for but, sure you know because y- there's so many factors and then you know but Vince will t- Vince will swear that you know he didn't want to lose uh he didn't want to lose Brett and you know him and Brett were friends and da 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 but you can't mix business with pleasure at that point you know in terms of that business anyway, and we all know what happens, and you know. But you know, Steve being who he is, Brett being bitter, Sean being hurt, the coming of Taker, mm-hmm. mankind just you know killing it. You had things were progressing well for Vince at that point, you know, and he was and the the wars were in effect, and it was like okay, now it's on and running. They were getting beat bad. They were getting beat at this point too, yeah, which is which is the funny thing about it. A- and they were getting beat by WCW. I mean, they were, uh, you know, I think Nitro's pulling in three point twos. They're pulling in a is I- insane rate. So I mean, this is again like I'm not, you know, it, that's that's another podcast. But yeah, you know, knowing what we know now about all these guys, you know. It just makes for a, an intriguing time in in pro wrestling, especially with the, and you, when you watch the Monday Night War documentaries. Yes, and you like you said you read some of the books. I didn't read Brett's book, 
Uh, I didn't read Sean's book. I read Flair's book. I read Foley's book, the first one. I read Jericho's book. But if you, I, I read Eric Bischoff's book, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Controversy Creates Cash. Which is, a, yeah. It's a good book. Um, but you, uh, but there's so many factors that you just appreciate. Even though the cards are not great, you appreciate what becomes this this company, you know, and it's it's it, it was a good time, you know, it was a really yeah. good time. Well, and, and that's what and that's what's kind of interesting, you know, and and and, and I always say that I I the 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 pay per view card in and of itself is one thing, but to go back and kind of dig around and try to remember you know the the lay of the land as it were you know and to 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 know what's happening backstage that you know Vince's um you know Vince's is, isn't doing well financially and what's what's happening with uh Brett and Sean that's that's playing a huge factor in this as well and uh you know that that stuff to me is is great to see and to to look at and then like you said you know the idea of of you know Brett being told hey man listen I don't know if I could pay you and then we know what happens later like if that doesn't happen Vince in his head is probably going I think you're right I think he's he's looking at it as like Brett you got to do what you got to do I want you to make the most money you know he has you know Brett's always talked about it, how he uh, how he looked at Vince as another father figure. Like, they, they were tight. Brett was the workhorse of the company. Um, you know, but was Brett he... Brett saved the company. Yeah. When everybody else left, he was the po- he was the, he was the, f- the poster child. And, yeah. He, you know, and exactly. And, I mean, but then you can make the argument that Brett, you know, <laughs> Brett's... A legend, and especially if you ask Brett, if you didn't know, you know, you just ask him, he'll tell you. You know, he, to me, sometimes thinks a little bit bigger than he was, but at this point, he was right. He was just getting into that perfect heel moment, especially where he's this super god in Canada, and then he goes down into the lower forty-eight, and he's just ma- like massively booed. Yeah. And that—that—that's the whole point. That though. polarization he of of that is amazing. He even said he liked it like that. Yeah, because it's just, he every any any performer they'll tell you they want to be a bad guy because it's better. You know, it's fun. They like generating that heat. You know, so um, I mean, it is what it is. But now we, you know. That's our throwback tonight. Hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's wrap. You want r- anything else? No, nah, I think that's it, brother. Let's wrap it up, man. Like I said, we're not going to be live again next week, so we'll, we'll have a show for you guys, though. We'll have something in live to tape. Yeah, live to tape. That's a, that's a new favorite thing to all say. All the way live. All the way live to tape. Have a great rest of your weekend. Be safe. Uh, you know all the social media handles: prowrestlingtees.com. Buy a shirt. Be a mark. And um, that's pretty much it. And enjoy the pay-per-view on Sunday. It's a in stack your in your house. Doc Hendricks cut a promo that was dope. Oh, God, I love seeing that. But uh, anyway, you guys have a great rest of your week. We love you guys. See you next week. Bat- same bad time, same bad channel. And uh, keep a tight ass. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Good night, Gracie.